Buckeyes and beyond. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Mike. Hey everybody, welcome to Buckeyes and Beyond, our fourth episode. Um, January, Sunday, January 19th, recording in the evening here. Um, we were trying to get some better audio quality going, so we were trying some uh, <laughs> various microphones and software and um what we thought was going to be like a $120 solution <laughs> turned into a $40 solution. <laughs> so we pulled a Freddy Kitchens. We got too fancy with the uh, with the play call, and, and we should have just gave it to Nick Chubb, just right <laughs> off tackle, and it, that would have worked. But we, we went with like a flea flicker. <laughs> we went with all this, verticals. Yeah, we went all verticals. Four <laughs> verticals. We went, <clears throat> we even probably, you know, somewhere along the way there, we stuck in a – a Statue of Liberty, <laughs> I don't know, but it was really an off tackle. That's all we needed, right? Up, you know, <clears throat> just yeah. a just a straight handoff. <laughs> I think our new piece of microphone equipment is just going to be called Chub. We're just going to call him Chub. <laughs> yeah, Chub. So um, it's very simple. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're hoping this sounds pretty good. We, we've done a lot of testing, so it better damn sound good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw everything out the window. <laughs> So we're gonna just gonna quit the podcast if this doesn't come out well. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so we're gonna move uh, along here. Um, I'm Jeff, and this is Mike. Hello, everybody. What's yeah. going on? And uh, just a couple of Buckeye fans, uh, football fans of college football and pro, um, and uh, other sports too. We just kind of just a couple of regular guys, sports fans, dads. Um, so we just want to have a kind of a relatable podcast in based out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, that it's not like totally Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio centric. We're not going to just you know have a bunch of local lingo here or anything on this podcast. So we're hoping to you know bring in some uh, listeners from all over. So yeah, I think we have some listeners from uh, if I looked at our um, at our listener. Analytics. Yeah, the <laughs> analytics, which I hate that word, but it's all uh, deep Podesta. <laughs> but if you looked at them, I mean, we are, of course, we get some listeners that are really primarily from here, but I think we have some from uh, Arizona and Alabama, yeah. which I couldn't figure out. But yeah. uh, hey, you know, that's great. Uh, I guess it just, you know, depends on what kind of tags you put in there. Maybe that helps yeah. attract fans of just college football. So. Which is what we're trying to do. Yep. So. Uh, we're going to start with the Clemson LSU national championship game where the LSU came to play. I mean, it started off a little slow. Yeah. Um, it I did. think it was just a lot of uh, feeling each other out. I mean, it was, you know, 7 7 after the first quarter, and then Clemson came out in the second quarter. I went up 17 7. I'm sure everybody's heard it. It's almost a week old now, but we'll still, we'll just kind of quickly recap it. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of people we got you got if you watch espn or listen to the radio sports radio you get kind of inundated after a big game like that's all anybody talks about for 48 hours yeah we can just kind of you know touch on it real quick because we i think we each gave a pick last week and a score which mine was way off i was i was thinking that it was going to be more of a real giant defensive struggle i think i picked what 24 <laughs> 17 yeah which was a horrible, horrible way to go. Yeah, you had a backup score of 31-24. Yeah, 31-24, <laughs> which that one didn't play out either. So. Well, at least you had 24 for it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was – I had 35-27. Yeah, you, so. you were much, much 
closer than I was. So the so. final score was 42 for LSU, 25 Clemson. Um, 28 at halftime. The big the big swing there is LSU. After they went on 17-7, they scored 21 unanswered. Yeah, um, that was a pretty big momentum swing. And, um, and they they did it all through the air. I mean, they didn't do a whole lot on the ground. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think he was a bigger. He was a bigger. Well, it's funny because he had sixteen carries for one ten. I don't remember. Me, I don't. It he didn't did. didn't yeah. feel like he had I, I just, sixteen yeah, carries. I'm just seeing it now. I never even noticed that. But did not feel yeah, like that Cl- at all. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was seemed to be the say X factor or biggest fact biggest. Um, I don't know, just biggest. Um, he, I, I know what you are trying to say. It, it, it seemed like he was. He had to be effective for them. Yeah, but, it, but it didn't seem like he was even a factor in the game. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if he even caught any passes. How many yeah, passes five, did he Five get? for fifty-four. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, they were they split him out like wide on the yeah. edge a lot, <clears throat> and that would take one of their safeties away from over the top. Yeah, which I never would have thought to actually do. That was really that was a great uh, that was a gate a great game plan by Joe Brady. So, so. so Clemson liked to play two and sometimes three high up mm-hmm. there, and then they would take one away. A lot of times they were left with one or you know, two, but they were going five wide there. Yeah, there was uh, a for Clemson. There was, in fact, I think they did a lot of that in the second quarter too. Whenever they were trying to make their comeback mm-hmm. or, the, or the third quarter, they went five wide a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, I mean, he ends up being a factor just to, you know, if it was, I mean, I guess, I guess if you have any running back back there, they have to, they have to but maybe, honor it in some way, but, but maybe, you know, maybe they play zone on that side or something, you know, which know, would, maybe. which you would think that would be the, the more simpler solution would just, to, mm-hmm. you know, just to play zone on the side that he's at. But, uh, you know, I, I never would have thought that, you know, they would have been able to, get Brett Venables to do something that was completely out of his wheelhouse, but they did. Yeah. I mean, one thing we talked about last week was <clears throat> why we picked Clemson was Chase and Jefferson are just going to win those. LSU, one. Not, not Clemson. You said why we picked Clemson. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both picked LSU, but yeah, <clears throat> one of the reasons was we thought Chase and Jefferson were going to win those battles Yeah, and on the outside. They're going to leave them out on an Island or, <laughs> or just be able to, find them before the safety came over to help. And sure enough, that's, that is what happened. Chase, Jamar Chase went off uh, nine catches for two twenty-one and two touchdowns. He was a beast, man. I, it, it looked like no matter where they lined him up, he was just going to, I mean, cause they, I think they had him lined up in multiple spots and no matter where they, where, where they put him, Clemson had no answer for him. He just, he came to play. He was a man amongst boys in that game. Yeah, they, they really make when you when, and Justin Jefferson had nine catches. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had five. Uh, Terrace Marshall had three. Thaddeus Moss had five and two touchdowns. Randy's boy. <clears throat> yeah, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus. So who's actually declared? He declared Did he really? for the NFL draft. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that I don't know if I would have done that if I was him. That's weird. I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of press, a whole lot of pub, but, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll get to that uh, yeah. here in a little bit, but about all the anybody else that declared or and uh, but uh, yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, the, Joe Burrow four sixty three, 
five touchdowns in the national championship game. That's I, insane. So I was thinking about this too, and we don't. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. But would you say that's probably the best season for a quarterback ever? What? What statistically? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, what he has done is, I mean, up there with anybody. Uh, I mean, you, you know, and not to go back way back in the you know history books, but I mean, what he did, I don't think will ever be close to being repeated. It was, it was insane. No, I mean, I mean that that offense and then the receivers he had. I mean, those guys are prop Chase and Jefferson. They're probably first round picks. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, those guys, those guys are studs. Mm-hmm. Those guys both might be Chase, Chase can't even leave yet. Oh, that's right. He's a what a sophomore, or is he a true freshman? I thought he's a freshman. No, he's a sophomore. Okay. Yeah, yeah he can't even leave yet. So they get him back next year. And he had 84 catches for 1780. Wow. It's 1,780 yards and 20, 20 TDs this year. I didn't realize his numbers were that good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really good. That is impressive. Yeah. I mean, that whole that whole offense is something I've I've never seen. I mean, I that's sort of what we hoped that the Buckeyes might actually look like, and they, and they very well could next season once you know Fields gets yeah you know a little bit better. But I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever going to come close to what you know Joe did this year. Yeah, jo- Justin Jefferson had 111 catches this year, 80, <laughs> 84 for Chase and 111 for Jefferson. Yeah. That's that's Chase, awesome. Chase was a little bit more of the deep threat, and then uh, Jefferson was. The kind of the intermediate route guy. I guess he was yeah. he was one eleven for fifteen hundred yards and thirteen point nine per catch, eighteen touchdowns. So I mean that's <clears throat> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's really good in, in college. I mean, I mean those are like NFL season numbers. Yeah, those are <laughs> you're not you 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 will not see that again for a long time. I don't again, think. Again, I guess that's through eight, that's through all fifteen games. I'm sure. Yeah, stats. So fifteen games. I mean. It's, it's a little different than than it was back when when they were playing like 12 13 now it's like 15 yeah so if you go all if you make it all the way through if you go all the way to the national title game so you get to pad your stats a little bit but well, still yeah that's still that's so. not, that's a lot of numbers to put yeah. up man yeah so um Trevor Lawrence didn't play that great like he no. um I thought LSU did a lot of a lot of the things that Ohio State was trying to do yeah they did. They brought pressure in a lot of the similar ways, and I think their line, their line might have played a little bit better in OSU's against Clemson. Yeah, and unfortunately, the Buckeyes gave them a blueprint for sort of how to stop him, but also how to shut down that stupid, you know, quarterback draw yeah. or yeah. you know that run because we gave up two big ones to him. So mm-hmm. I, I think they took what we did and just sort of expanded on it and made it a little bit better. Yeah, one thing that um, Trevor Lawrence said about Ohio State and what the way he was able to get out of the pocket for those draws with the linebackers were committing too quick mm-hmm. to gaps, yeah. and he just took the one they didn't yeah. go in, and they were committing too early. Yeah, which you know, to you know, to his credit, I mean, that's a that's a smart yeah. thing that you know he was doing, and it's uh, it's just foolish that we weren't able to get a hand on him. But that's yep. Yeah, or there. So, so uh, Trevor Lawrence was under fifty percent, just under fifty percent for the game, and no, no interceptions. But 
um, there was that big fumble mm-hmm. where he he did he was he scrambled and he got hit just right and he fumbled it kind of like a, reminded me of uh, Justin Fields when he fumbled the uh, same type of fumble where he's kind of diving Penn State diving head first yeah yeah and they knocked the ball out on right. the, off his right arm yeah so um, <clears throat> yeah so 42 25 LSU national champions. Congratulations to Joe, man. It's, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see a former Buckeye do something great. So yeah, and uh, a lot of a uh, lot of good videos post game of Burrow smoking the cigars. That was great. Yeah, Odell handing out money. Uh, <laughs> horrible, smacking the ass of a security guard. And yeah, he's, yeah. He's a he had an arrest man. warrant. A lot of aftermath in that. And I think actually, I just read too that uh, they actually. Rescinded that. Yeah, they rescinded that. Yeah, I'm sure he had another handshake for that security guard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's something else. I'm really sorry. Can I shake your hand? Uh, You know. know, Andrew Jackson would like to apologize. (laughs) Please say hi to my good friend, Benjamin Franklin, and his five (laughs) twin brothers. (laughs) Oh, so uh, lots, lots of interesting aftermath after that game so yeah coach o almost cried a few times yeah which <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to really to really dislike him he, he's he's such a likable dude man it's 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 so fun you know it's you know up here in quote big 10 country we are sort of inbred to hate the sec and just not stand it but it's so hard to hate him man he's 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 such a funny dude he's so likable so yeah i saw where he was giving a speech and he was getting choked up and then he just he just cut it off because you know he kind of did a football guy like i don't want to cry so right. he he was like he, he was just kind of like uh i'll just want to say that i love these guys <laughs> go tigers <laughs> <laughs> so he's just kind of like he's choked up, didn't want to cry, and then himself, he's yeah. got to go go tackles, go tackles, just get it, just end it. Yeah. So, uh, Coach O. Yeah. So LSU national t- champions, and uh, so early uh, Clemson's a favorite. I think everybody's got Again. him as like an early preseason yeah. with Lawrence coming back. Etn comes back, which is which was interesting. Yeah, I was surprised, but uh, we were actually we were talking about this too uh just before we had jumped on here um you know the what we had thought was going to be a pretty deep class too um was maybe the reason why he had decided yeah, to stay coming out yeah dobbins um gosh jonathan uh, taylor jonathan taylor um and we had thought chuba hubbard but uh no he's actually staying too so uh there's let's see we let's pull up Let's pull up everybody here. Okay. Um, DeAndre Swift from Georgia. That's right. Yeah. Swift. Um, Taylor from Wisconsin. Tra- like, say, this is WalterFootball.com, which is a pretty yeah. good website. It's a lot of good uh, info, usually for the draft. And Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson, was rated third. Wow. But he, but he's staying. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss from I forgot um, about Zach Moss from Utah, from Utah coming yeah. out. Um, Chuba Hubbard, but I don't think I haven't. I don't think. Let's see. He's did he declare? No, that's what okay, I was that's just what saying. You're saying. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, um, he's actually staying. So. All right, so Dobbins, and you got Cam Akers from Florida State, but that was a kind of a, let's see. Najee Harris was an early okay. entry. He was a definite. Yeah. Um, see, Which is weird because Alabama didn't have that great of a season. I would have. I don't know why he would have left. I would almost think that he would have been better suited to stick around for one more year. I see AJ Dillon from Boston College, which might be. He he's a a sleeper. He is a sleeper. I've seen some of his film. He's actually a really good back, man. Yeah, yeah. See, he's was he a senior this year? Uh, No, he for he announced he is forego. He was a junior. He's coming out. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense for these running backs to stay. And especially times. I mean, especially because the NFL has sort of, you know, really devalued the running back. Right. So, I mean, you don't see many of them drafted in the top 10. I mean, I think Zeke was probably the last one that was drafted in the top 10. Yeah, they get the rookie contract. They're lucky to get, like, one after that. Right. It just doesn't happen. Once they hit 30, it's like. Oh, that's. Yeah, and I think even nowadays, once they turn, like, you know, 28, I mean, that's really pushing it. Um, I think uh, Gurley's a really good example of that you know he was a he was a what a top 10 pick mm-hmm. and he's what 28 now yeah or, and he's absolutely just declined so yeah yeah um because I mean, they take such a beating on you know every single week it's so hard for them to really maintain their health especially if any of them have had a surgery on yeah a knee or an ankle it's which Gurley has he's yeah. had multiple surgeries yeah yeah, so uh, hopefully ETN, you know, he has some luck on his side. And he doesn't have any of that, like, Marcus Lattimore sort of luck with, with that was terrible. So I, I, I actually was – I was actually watching that game. That mm-hmm. was that was a tough injury to see. Yeah, it was rough. So um, <clears throat> Marcus Lattimore, I think he had a torn ACL. Yeah, it was, in the, and it was in the bowl game. Uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina, you know. For those who actually don't know, he was a really good running back at South Carolina, and he was probably going to be a first-round pick. Then tore his ACL in the bowl game. Yeah, if you never, yeah, Marcus Lattimore, I'm sure it's pretty good highlight videos on YouTube. He was, he was very good. Yeah, before his injuries. So, um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Senior Bowl. So we got Senior Bowl coming up. Uh, they said the East-West Shrine game. Benjamin Victor, Ohio State, had a nice catch. Yeah, high point in the ball, but the goal line got in for a touchdown. And and let me ask you this: Do you still think that he needs to really put on some more weight before he gets really good? Because he's, he, I don't think he's even, you know, he's not. He's what, like maybe one eighty or <laughs> one ninety? He's just, gosh, he doesn't even look that heavy. Because I said that from the minute that I saw him play for for. Ohio State. That guy's got to put on some weight, and he never really did in all of his years. I mean, to his That's credit, list is six four two hundred. But man, I don't think he's two hundred pounds. I, I'd be shocked if he's really two hundred pounds. But yeah, I don't know. Well, we see those guys up on TV up high, and they look skinny. And that's true. I mean, he could they're be. like average <laughs> build or something, yeah. you know. But so. you know, I'm really good for him. I'm you know I'm glad that he was able to you know. To actually make a name for himself in the Shrine game. so I think he's got to at least put on 10 pounds. Yeah. He's, I'd say 10 pounds for sure because you know, 10 pounds of muscle and because you got to be able to fight off the jam at the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage more in the NFL. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
there's probably more zone than there used to be, but yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, they don't play that much press in the NFL now, but so. But again, if they get the right matchup, then they're gonna let you run. Oh for yeah, you. I mean, so uh, senior bowl. Let's uh, sort of just real quick. Let's touch on all the Buckeyes who are there. Um, so we got um, Buckeyes in the senior bowl. We have uh, I know Malik Harrison is in the senior bowl. Devon uh, Hamilton. Devon Hamilton is in the tackle. senior bowl. Uh, let's see here, Malik Harrison, who I just said is in the senior bowl. Jonah Jonah. Jonah Jackson, who was our grad transfer from Rutgers, is in the Senior Bowl. And I believe there's only a couple more Buckeyes. Austin Mack and K.J. Hill are both in the Senior Bowl. So, Yeah, a lot of uh, guys that could, you know, just could use it. Yeah. Just for just a little bit more of a highlight, something to put on, show the scouts against other good competition. Um, And I think – no, and I think especially really for someone like Austin Mack, this the you know the Senior Bowl is a great way for him to really you know raise his stock because he he was hurt so much this past year that he didn't really see the field that that often. But when he did, I mean, he made outstanding plays. So someone like him can really benefit from the uh, from the Senior Bowl. So yeah, um, some other guys that are kind of interesting playing in this game are um let's see some like let's just look at let's look at like michigan guys <clears throat> i don't know let's just talk about michigan shea yeah. patterson yeah playing in the senior bowl is kind of interesting like it yeah. could, you know i mean i don't know if it's <laughs> i don't know if it's really gonna help him a ton but it's just kind of interesting i don't know to it, see how that turns out. Yeah, for someone like Patterson to compete in the Senior Bowl, I mean, it, it never hurts. But, you know, I think there's so much film on him where he looks bad so often that, I mean, he he would have to have just an absolute stunning Senior Bowl to even raise his stock. I think he sort of has just this, this – If he's down there a couple weeks – If he's down there a couple weeks with different coaching – that it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I I mean, and this could really this could really take us off onto a whole other topic yeah, yeah, about yeah. you know Jim Harbaugh and you know being able to coach quarterbacks, but um, you know, and, and well, I'll I'll tell you what, let's stay there for just for just a couple minutes because um, it's really interesting when Jim Harbaugh is a former quarterback. And you would imagine he would be a great quarterback coach, but he never really has been his entire coaching career. Yeah, well, uh, let's see, Andrew Luck and Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he had them under yeah. his wing. I mean, how much he did, I'm not sure, but it's kind of hard to say. I don't know whether he's lost his touch or what, because he's could not be able to recruit anybody. No, and you can almost make the argument that Andrew Luck was just – he was going to be great no matter who was his coach because yeah. he was such a, you know, he was such a, a millennial talent. Um, Kaepernick, you could really give him some serious credit for. I, I mean, you know, Kaepernick was pretty much a nobody whenever he got into the league because he was what, like a fifth or sixth round pick. Out yeah, of, he had some, he had some little bit of buzz out of Nevada. Yeah. I believe that's where he played. Cause I think he, he his coach out of Nevada was like one of the innovators of the pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so he had some buzz. I mean, they were like, this, guy, this kid's got some good athleticism. He's got a big arm. 
right. to get the right guy. You know, he had some kind of some like uh, maybe a steal. He had some buzz like that. Yeah. Late round steal. So I guess maybe you could make the argument that Harbaugh is just not a very good um, recruiter. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that could be it. I mean, he's had more or less scrub quarterbacks since he's gotten there. And so, some of them he actually, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's had some scrub quarterbacks. Uh, he inherited some, some transferred there, like uh, John O'Corn was a transfer oh, right. from Houston, who that wasn't, that didn't work out well. Yeah. You know, and yeah. of course, Shea was a transfer from uh, Miss. Ole Miss, Miss yeah. Miss. So, I mean, it's, it seems like he just, he just can't find that, that one that is mm-hmm. going to get him over for, you know, this. Blue chipper. This hump. Yeah, that's really what he needs. And he's not been able to get one. And I don't know that he ever will. What about the McCaffrey kid there? Christian's brother? Yeah. Uh I can't I can't think of his first name off the off the top of my head. But yeah. Um Christian McCaffrey's brother is a quarterback there. Um I don't know. I'm, I I never saw a, I never saw a whole lot of film on him. So Dylan McCaffrey. Dylan, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what he was coming out of high school. You know, if he was a big time name or not, six five two twenty. That's a good size um, for quarterback, man. Yeah, I mean, there, I see Michigan blogs already saying that there's some other guy that's going to be the court starter next year. Really, it's a guy named Joe Milton. Oh, Milton's yeah, he's there still. Oh yeah, is he kind of a dual threat? Yeah, he is. Which I guess he probably fits more into what um, uh, their offensive. Corner's name is Gazing right now. Josh Gaddis. Yeah, he, he fits more into what probably Josh Gaddis wants to do. So mm. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Justin Herbert's in the senior bowl. Um, <clears throat> kind of surprised that he he start, ended the season pretty well. Yeah. I, Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. So I don't know why. Yeah, he's but, somebody who really doesn't need, you know. No, I think his stock is in a really good place. Yeah, I don't know if he even needs to go to the senior bowl. But, yeah. I mean – yeah, um, you know, some guys just, you know, I, it, I, I don't know why he would go. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But hey, the guy what? I like More in the Super Bowl um, for Wisconsin is an outside linebacker, Zach Bond. Yeah, Zach Bond is actually one of my favorite players in all of college football. He is aggressive. He's mean. He and he fills the gap really well. Yeah, hopefully the Steelers don't get him. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> they seem to always get that guy, I that know. type of guy, good uh, outside linebacker. But yeah. I think there's, I think there's, they're filled up on the outside linebackers. They got their spots taken. <clears throat> so, but yeah, I think he's going to make a really good pro. Yeah. And uh, other Buckeyes, Jonah. You said Jonah Jackson. Yeah, right? Jonah yeah. Jackson's yeah. going to be in there. His stock's really. Good yeah, right he's. Now, so. I tell you what, transferring from. Rutgers to Ohio State was probably the smartest decision he's ever made in his life. Yeah, because if he was at at Rutgers, he might be. You it's know, just harder to get noticed on the yeah, loser. It really is. I mean, coming here, he's probably turned himself into a second round, third round pick. You know. Yeah. And where if he would have stayed there, he probably would have gone. You know, undrafted. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Jalen Hurts is in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, um, I the so the thing about Jalen Hurts is I don't know if he's going to get a real shot to even play quarterback in the NFL. I just I just don't see it happening. I think it's it's going to be teams are going to ask him to you know to convert to a you know probably wide receiver running back, but I doubt they'll ask him to be. But he's probably going to be asked to switch 
position. Mm-hmm. So, um, any other names on here? I well, I was looking at our list here, and I don't know who this player is, but it's it's probably by far the coolest name in the whole Senior Bowl. Um, offensive tackle from Auburn, Prince Tega Wanagohu. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm even actually. Yeah, I see it. Are okay, you, yeah, I don't know if I'm, if I'm even really pronouncing that right, but that's a very cool name. Prince Tega Wanagohu. So, um, but yeah, any other notable names? Not really that I've seen on this list. Um, yeah. You know, as far as like you know. Uh, Big Ten guys. There was a couple Penn State players that um, you know that Buckeye fans might know. Um, Robert Windsor, who is their pretty good defensive tackle that they had up front, um, and uh, from Iowa, uh, they have a cornerback there, Michael Odemudia, <laughs> which I do believe. So Did you get that right? Yeah, I think Odemudia. <laughs> But yeah, there's not a whole lot of really big names in this in the Senior Bowl this year. So Lamar Jackson from Nebraska, uh-huh. corner from Nebraska, he he gets a lot of buzz. Yeah, um, so he he's got he's one of those six two corners. Um, it's going to be those are so hard. To he's got to have too. a good combine. Yeah, this this Senior Bowl will probably be good for him, and then the combine. Yeah, might be with Diamond in the Rough, a guy that plays on a team that's like yeah, they didn't even get on a bowl. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Nebraska didn't make a bowl, did they? No, God, I think they yeah, won five four, and seven, four games or four, and eight, five and seven, five games. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this guy—that's one of those type of players that needs this. <clears throat> so, um, real- all right. So uh, yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty there. We were on. Yeah. Anyway, we'll sport, spare you the details, but we had a little bit of technical difficulty. So we're kind of like, if you hear a little break in the recording, it's because of that technical difficulty. Uh, breakdown there and it's kind of like part two of the podcast so just ignore if you hear a little bit of a like what happened yeah like sort of a cutoff and and now we're gonna move on so uh, our next topic we're gonna talk about the 150 greatest players in college football so we had a big list that had a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on they covered a lot of the different eras of college football they seem to appease everybody and then also pissed off a lot of everybody too <laughs> at the same time. So uh, number one player of all time on this list was Jim Brown running back. He played at Syracuse 1954 to 56. Of course, yeah. the great Cleveland Brown running back. Um, t- eight of the top 10 guys were running backs, which was interesting. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's sort of goes to show how much times have changed. Cause if you were to tell kids who watch, the sport nowadays and you tell them how big running backs were, they would think that you were just full of, you know, garbage. But, uh, you know, it goes to show that, um, you know, that how big the running game was back then. I mean, uh, like you had, uh, we had actually talked about previously, you know, recruiting, you didn't bother recruiting a really dynamic quarterback. You just went after running backs, linemen. And that's all that you wanted to do was just to run the football. If your quarterback threw, threw the ball more than 15, maybe 20 times, there was something wrong. So, you know, it was a whole different game back then as opposed to what the kids see nowadays. So, yeah, you didn't, <clears throat> there weren't as many spread offenses. Um, still a lot of I formation split back yeah. sort of stuff. A whole um, lot of, you know, 22 personnel. Yeah. Yeah. 
two running backs, two tight ends, yeah. a lot of full backs back then. Yeah. Um, Which I think isn't even a position that most schools have. I think Wisconsin still has a fullback, but other than that, yeah. you don't see that many of them. Yeah. Fullback's a dying breed. Yeah, it definitely um, is. But 49ers in the NFC Championship, they're. Justin Huszczyk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's playing fullback for him. Yeah, he's yeah. in there a lot of plays. Yeah. Almost every offensive play. So, yeah, I mean, eight of the nine, or I'm sorry, eight of the ten uh, players are running backs, including a former Buckeye, Archie Griffin, who yeah. is number four on the list. Two, only Still the only two-time only two Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Um, um, sort of, of uh, let's see, how many Heisman Trophy winners are there in the top ten? Uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, Archie Griffin. Uh, I don't know if Jim Brown ever won it. Uh, Bo, Bo did. So Earl, yeah. Earl Campbell won. Yeah, Earl Campbell. Um, so let's see. Red Grange. I don't know if he was a Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think that. I don't know if they even had <laughs> the Heisman Trophy back when he played. So um, Dick. So Dick Buckus, who was also on the list, and Gail Sayers. I don't know. I don't believe he won the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. So I know Barry Sanders, Bo Jackson, Archie Griffin, and. I believe that's it from this list. Red, Red Grange played so long ago that he had a nickname of the Galloping Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, Galloping <laughs> Ghost. Not, which is, it's not a good, which, not a good nickname to it's have. It's a very, very old timey uh, nickname. Yeah, Galloping. it's the Galloping Ghost. That's <laughs> a very old timey nickname. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see, uh, just some other notable names that we had going through here. Um, you know, obviously, Walter Payton and, you know, Sweetness was in at number yeah. 16. He went to Jackson State. Yeah. One double A. For those that don't know what that is, that's actually that's actually what you would call um, FCS nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, R- Reggie White, number 19. Um, and, again, a lot of the, you know, younger kids nowadays, they don't know who he was. He, in my opinion – probably the most dominant defensive end in the history of football. He was just absolutely a beast. He is, and not to get off on too far of a tangent, but he was the one who, he was the first ever huge free agent signing whenever free agency became a thing. Mm -hmm. It was the Reggie White sweepstakes. Who was going to get Reggie White? So um, he was that good. He was that big that he got the first huge free agent contract in the NFL. Yeah, he seems like the the guy um, that first kind of like became publicized in a way, like the kind of the sweet science of defensive end. Yeah, where he, where you used, used to see John Madden break down his mm-hmm. moves and kind of like give them names and like kind of where he had the outside rush or the inside move. He had like that that club mm-hmm. where he got under the the left arm of the right tackle and like clubbed him kind of made him fall off. He was so strong. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Yeah. He, he was great. And uh, of course, you know, unfortunately he, you know, passed away far too soon. I believe he died of like what heart, like heart failure or something. something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he was gone way, way yeah. too soon. Uh, yeah, he passed away. Um, seems like it was a while ago. Yeah, man. it's been a while. 2004. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. 15 years since he yeah, passed arrhythmia. away. Yeah, arrhythmia. Heart, yeah, heart failure. Yeah, he died of heart failure. So, um, other notable names Peyton Manning at number 21. Um, you know, and then OJ Simpson, Deion Sanders are 25, 26. And then we get to another Buckeye, 
Um, <sighs> Eddie George. Eddie George. Sorry, that name. He's at number 38. Yes. Um, Eddie George, of course, one of the greatest running backs in the history of Buckeye football. Um, some would say probably the greatest. Um, although, funny enough, J.K. Dobbins passed him in total yardage this yeah this uh, this, by this about, past season by about like what J.K. thirty eight something or um, yeah because Eddie George was at thirty seven sixty eight and I think J.K. got past thirty eight so I think he got maybe closer to thirty nine I'm not sure yeah let me see yeah I think he Eddie got George was at to oh he broke four thousand okay yeah, he did break forty four. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he got to 4,400. <laughs> he broke the all-time record. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he got to 44. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. But, yeah, um, Eddie was oh, at he, he did. Really? Yeah, because he had 2,000 this year. Yeah. He had 1,053 and 18 and 1,400 and 2017. Wow. Yeah, he got – Okay. Four thousand four fifty nine. I did. Wow. I did calculate that right. How many rushing mm. touchdowns did he have? Oh, shoot, just close the tab. Sorry, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, because Eddie yeah. George had forty four. He his had career. J.K. never seemed like a big TD guy. No, I don't um, think he ever was. They spread the ball around so yeah. much. It was just. I mean, if he played in that offense, good lord. Yeah, uh, thirty eight rushing okay. TDs. Still, that's pretty good. Five receiving. Yeah, yeah, thirty eight. Um, so the next Buckeye that was on our list is, and again, a little bit older player, Jack Tatum, um, probably known as one of the hardest hitters in the history of football, too. That dude would light you up, man. <laughs> you yeah. Know, back yeah. when you could. Yeah, he, he had a book. Um, Jack Tatum wrote a book a long time ago called They Call Me Assassin. I Yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yeah, They, they Call Me Assassin. It was from um, 1980. Okay. Then he, he had a... Um, Two other books he wrote after that called They Still Call Me Assassin. <laughs> That's what it's called. They Still Call Me Assassin and Final Confessions of an NFL Assassin. Yeah, so That's pretty good. the one like he that. he passed away in 2010. Mm-hmm. And the one, I think, one of the big hits, I think you can find it on YouTube, where Jack Tatum hit Daryl Stingley. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and Stingley, I think Stingley is paralyzed mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. I mean, it's so, unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, it's it kind of crazy. Yeah. So. A um, couple other notable names. Adrian Peterson at 45. Larry Fitzgerald at 46. Um, the next Buckeye at 47, who most people probably don't know, is Howard Hopalong Cassidy. Uh, played from 1952 to 1955. Um, you know, for his, you know, for the – um, time frame that he played in, he was, you know, really great running back, you know, completely dominant. Um, Eric Dickerson at 49, uh, Archie Manning at 50, which takes us to number 51, Orlando Pace. Yeah. Orlando Pace was amazing mm-hmm. for his size and the way he could run the field, almost like a big man on the basketball court Yeah, who yeah. could run the, run the floor really well. Yeah. Yeah, Orlando Pace would be down the field almost like side-by-side side with Eddie George. <laughs> Blocking for Eddie George and just just creaming guys. Yeah, he was so much fun to watch. Uh, for those that don't know, if you ever hear the term pancake block, that was actually created by Orlando Pace. That's yeah. what that's what it started to to call up, you know, his blocks because he would just flatten guys like a pancake. 
Yeah, Orlando Pace, uh, I think he even had like a publicity photo where he was eat, um he had a picture with like a bunch, a bunch of pancakes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever saw that. I yeah, mean, I'm sure it probably yeah. did at some point. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, uh, oh yeah, there it is. There it yeah. is. Um, like they took a picture of me. I'll flip this around. Okay. Oh, doesn't make oh yeah, I yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and I believe first overall pick in the NFL draft, right? He was, yeah, yeah. To the at the time, St. Louis Rams. Yeah, to yeah. the St. Louis Rams yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Helped them get a Super Bowl ring. Yep. Um, clearly the best. Well, you can make the argument that maybe um, Jonathan Ogden might be in the, in the, you know, in the conversation for the greatest left tackle of all time. But in college, yeah. He, I mean, he played for UCLA. Yeah. So, I mean, like they were just kind of, eh. you don't really get a whole lot of press playing out there. No. If you're, you know, if you're a, I mean, you could tackle. argue that Orlando Pace should be up higher on this list. Oh, yeah. I, you could definitely make that argument. I mean, he, he was, was dominant. Yeah. At number 51, I mean, you could almost put him in maybe the top 30, I, I, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, some other notable names while we get to some other Buckeyes. Ricky Williams, number 57, um, one of the best running backs in college football history. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, Jack Tatum, another, another great safety, hard hitter. Number 58, Ronnie Lott. Yeah. Um, played at USC from 1977 to 1980. Yeah, Ronnie Lott. Um, 250 tackles in college at safety, yeah. which is crazy. 14 interceptions. Yeah. Uh, they had some great teams at that time. Yeah, they definitely uh, did. USC was very dominant mm-hmm. uh, back back in the 70s, early 80s. Yeah. They came back around again. Uh, I'm trying to think 90s. Maybe not so much in the nineties. Southern uh, Cal, yeah, like they, they were okay. They didn't make another run until the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, yeah. when they started to really make that run again with like you know Pete Carroll and Pete stuff. Carroll, yeah, yeah. So, so <clears throat> kind of ebbs and flows with college football programs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's keep going. Uh, Reggie Bush is in there at sixty one. Yeah, I was just yeah, I just seen his name there. Um, he had six thousand six hundred and seventeen all-purpose yards. Um, you know, I think he sort of sometimes gets left behind because of the 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 scandal that was actually going on while while he was there. Um, you know, which you know is sort of you know that's sort of unfair to him. Excuse me, but um, he's one of the most dominant players in college football history. I mean, you every time he touched the ball, he was a threat to score. We, you know, no matter what. There's a really good if you want to just go and watch like a quick highlight video. I always think the best one is Reggie Bush um, highlights versus Fresno State in 2005. Yeah, he. I mean, he put together runs in that game that were insane. He stopped on a dime as guys were flying by him on the sideline. I mean, he cut back. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Go look up Reggie Bush against Fresno State in 2005 on YouTube. You won't Incredible. be disappointed. Yeah. I think he had like I think he had like th- almost 300 yards against them. Run rushing and pass <laughs> receiving. You know, and that was something special for especially, you know, 2005 what five or four because they didn't really run the ball that that much and that was sort of when the game started to really you know to really transition into the spread game more so yeah it was yeah he was something special to watch 
Yeah, he was almost like he was almost like somewhere in between as far as just college, if you're talking about college, like everybody knows how Braxton Miller yeah. had that sort of burst and that wiggle. Mm-hmm. He was almost like a mix between Braxton Miller at, at, at both playing like running back, but in the open field, like he could run like Braxton, but also had some Barry Sanders in him. Right. He was he was crazy. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch, man. Um, Reggie Bush, who does not get as much credit as he really deserves for being one of the greatest college football players. Yeah, another interesting one on down the list is 150 players. But um, Randy Moss uh, played for Marshall, yeah. who was then, was then F, uh, FCS yeah. at the time. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that another FCS gets on here. Absolutely. Um, in fact, one that we actually passed um, was – Jerry Rice, I think. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. he was at maybe eighteen or Mississippi nineteen. Valley State. Yeah, he he played at Mississippi Valley State, um, which is another you know Division two slash FCS school. Um, just going back down here, um, try to find some more notable names. Um, number seventy four is a great name because Ladanian Tomlinson gets so much credit for being such a great pro that people forget how dominant he was in college football. Uh, He played at TCU from 1997 to 2000. He was outstanding. So much fun to watch. Yeah. uh, TCU, 97, 2000. Uh, Yeah, he led led college football in rushing in 99 with 1,850 yards. Um, They ran for 2,158 as a senior. I mean, this is against – I mean, this is on a TCU team where – Everyone's just keying to stop him. Yeah. And he's still busting out. Yeah. I mean, that was whoever played them, their whole game plan was just to just stop him. They had nobody else but him, yeah. and he was still able to do what, what he did. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he finished. He was up for the Heisman, finished fourth uh, in the 2000 Heisman voting. Who but did he, win it that year? Ron Dane? 2000. I want to say it was Ron Dane in 2000, 2000 but I could be wrong. Heisman. Chris Winky. Chris Winky. What a joke. <laughs> Chris Winky. Chris Winky. The funniest thing about him. Florida State quarterback. He was 28 years old. Yeah, I know. He was the. 20. He was um, Derek Anderson before. Or no, I'm sorry, oh. Brandon Whedon before. Oh. You know, Brandon Whedon was around. Shoot, I thought you were going to go like Scott Bakula. Oh, unnecessary <laughs> roughness. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Yeah. How many years of eligibility you have left here? <laughs> I hope he gets a younger as he gets closer. Mike. <laughs> um, other notable names. Number 76, uh, who some call the greatest college football player ever, is Tim <laughs> Tebow, of course, at number 76. I don't yeah. know if I would make that stretch. but uh, Timmy Tebow. He had his moments. He was a lot of fun to watch. Uh you know, he's been pretty well documented for his, you know, for his inability to make it as a pro. But um, 145 touchdowns in college. 145. That's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. 9,200, almost 9,300 passing yards, almost 3,000 rushing yards in college. Yeah. yeah I mean, he was something else. Yeah. You, know, you can't, he was a competitor. Yeah. You can't really deny he, he is one of the greatest – so this is what I'm going to say is he was one of the greatest college football players that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, he really was. For everything that he brought to to the game, his 
toughness, competitiveness. Not the best thrower of the football, but was able to just make plays. So, yeah, I mean, he's basically in the Urban Myers offense that basically, I mean, he was like JT Barrett, but mm-hmm. I mean, even he took that role in that offense even to like a whole other extreme as far as running the ball. And yeah. I mean, he was bigger than I mean, he was just a little bit better running quarterback than JT Barrett. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah especially definitely. around short yardage. And stuff. You know, ironically, I think he was a better runner and JT was a little bit better passer than right. he was. So, you know, they were yeah. sort of, you know, polar um, opposites of each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was, he was something else. I'm trying to find some more Buckeyes on the list here. We'll get to them. Um, just uh, how are we doing on time? I don't know what we, we got. are at. See, so we're, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we only got 11 minutes. Okay. So um, we'll just kind of skip through, through this list here. Some then, um, uh, you know, just to sort of name Drew, some names. Yeah, Drew, Drew Brees. Drew, yeah. Down. Yeah. I was going to mention Drew Brees is at uh, number 93 on, on the list here. So uh, another interesting one is um, Tommy Frazier. Nebraska quarterback. Yeah, yeah. 92 to 95. Um, yeah. This dude, I mean, they were in, they were in an option offense and this guy was something else. He was basically like a running back at, yeah. at quarterback um, through only when they had to. Yeah. And I mean, he, I mean, they destroyed Florida mm-hmm. to win a national championship. I've never seen, they kicked the shit out of them. I know. Uh, so <laughs> 62 to, to 24. 24 the national title game like that lopsided is something else so just to sort of put into you know into perspective of how little they actually threw the ball he threw for 3500 total yards in mm-hmm. what yeah. in four years yeah so i mean they didn't throw the ball very often so i mean mm-hmm. that is an average of less than a, less than 1000 yards per year so mm-hmm. um so i mean uh not really a productive quarterback as far as uh, throwing the football, but he was a dominant player whenever he had the ball in his hands. For yeah. sure. Yeah, he was he was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, let's see, Deshaun Watson, one hundred and one. Yeah, um, he was almost a Buckeye. It was between us and Clemson whenever he was getting recruited, and Urban almost got him to mm-hmm. come here, but now he wound up at Clemson, and uh, yeah, was is sort of flies under the radar as far as college players go um you know you don't usually see him on a list of some of the greatest players but i mean he was really good he was really you know great college football player for sure uh 103 sid luckman that's really interesting not (laughs) moving on (laughs) yeah i didn't know where you were going with that one I'm, I'm, i'm glad you sort of did that because i was gonna sort of skip right over sid luckman to go to uh, a couple other guys here, a couple other notable ones. Uh, Julius Peppers and Ju- and Ju- and Junior Seau are at 104 and 105. Two yeah. of the two of the greatest, you know, de- um, two of the greatest defensive players that you'll find. Yeah, um, Mike Singletary. Uh, we can probably this is a good segue if we jump from Singletary to Spielman. Yeah, that's and, um, that's fine. Yeah, Singletary. This is crazy. He had <laughs> Singletary is ridiculous. <laughs> This dude, like, I don't know how many years he was a starter. Yeah, he was a starter yeah. as a freshman. 
he had 662 tackles <laughs> in college. He had ni- he had a pedestrian 97 <laughs> freshman. 97 tackles. Just, you know, he was, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what was wrong with him. <laughs> the next year, as a sophomore, he has 232 tackles. Which, One, I mean, that's unheard of. You, that's insane. If I get, we get 32 out of Tough Borland. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that our linebackers had that combined this year. It's ridiculous. 188 as a junior, 145 as a senior. He was a little, you know, senioritis. Yeah, he had senioritis. He he was already checked out. In 1978, this is his sophomore year, 1978, he had 33 tackles against Arkansas. And 31, 31 against us. Yeah, Ohio against State. Ohio State. He was named All American, all, oh, all Southwest Conference three times, first team All American twice, for, oh, twice. Yeah. yeah. Southwest oh Conference God. was, does not even, uh, they're not even in operation now. But like, yeah. The most, I mean, you don't see linebacking, linebackers get that many tackles anymore. I mean, no. you see, sometimes you see guys like elite guys flirt with 20. Right. Like in a game. Sure. Yeah. Um, 30? (laughs) Yeah, 30 in a game, you don't see that. I mean, the most you really could see in a game nowadays is maybe 12 or 13. I mean, that is really considered a dominant game is that 12 or 13 tackles. Yeah, so we jumped to one number 143 on the list is Chris Spielman, who when I I first started watching, I can remember games as far back as like 1985. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the the rainy Iowa game yeah. here, yeah, and like he Chris Spielman, I remember stuff where he used to do that that Troy Palomalo, of uh, Troy Palomalo Palomalu move that maybe some people remember more, where he would dive over the time the snap and dive over the center. yeah. Chris Spielman did that back with that, yeah. and he he had sacks on the quarterback like that, or he busted up plays. He had. He had, um, let's see, he had 546 for his career tackles, 283 yeah. solo, and he had 29 against Michigan in his junior season. Yeah, 29 tackles. You know, I, I sort of want to get upset at him being this low on the list, but, you know, I sort of understand it. Um, I think part of what they're doing too is, and it seems unfair, but it seems like, some of them they're taking into account their whole football career to a certain extent um, because and Chris Bielman's pro career wasn't awful, but he wasn't, you know, I don't think he's going to make the pro football, you know, um, he's done you know, I don't think he's in the pro football hall of fame. Uh, I don't believe so. He's in the college football hall of fame, but uh, I don't think Chris Bielman's in the pro football hall of fame. Yeah, he uh, – yeah, yeah, he's in the college football Hall of Fame. Yeah, so, I mean, I I understand him being this low on the list, but I you could also make a really good argument that he should be at least in the top 100 and, you know, not in the bottom half of the list. So, Yeah, yeah. feels like Spielman's career got cut short a little bit in pro, but yeah, cause a little he, bit. Yeah, he was – A little bit. Yeah, with, what, the Lions and the Bills for mm-hmm. – for, uh, most of his career. Then he tried to come back with the Browns in 1999 and he stopped because of a neck injury. So, yeah. 
So our last topic, uh, let's see how much time we got. Oh, man, we don't have much time left. Okay. We're good. Okay, yeah. So maybe we'll check. We we should hear more about We are going to go over the transfer portal. Yeah. But we may hear a little bit more coming up by next week. Maybe not. Yeah. That might be just kind of an ongoing thing till mid-February anyway. Yeah, it probably will be. There will be some names that are going to be, you know, in and out. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we may have a better list to go off of by next week anyway. Yeah. Like the Buckeyes, there's Buckeyes that went into the transfer portal and uh, one of them's a defensive lineman. It was uh, Alex Williams. Um, he was a defensive end. He was a three-star coming out of high school. So he's entering the transfer portal. He, he doesn't know, he doesn't know where he's going. Isaiah Pryor was a safety. Um, he was a, he's a four-star coming out of high he school. He was, and, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's looks like he's going to, uh, Notre Dame, right? Yeah, and then Brendan White, who played a lot last year, yeah. Number but this year, he just like, yeah. For those that don't know, he was number he was number twenty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and then he's he's now transferring to Rutgers, <clears throat> so he should immediately start there. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll get, we'll touch more on that. We can go over some other stuff that's interesting because there's another guy out there named Derek King. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a from Houston. He was a guy who kind of had an interesting story that he only played a few games last year yeah. for Houston, and he kind of like bowed out of the program. It was yeah. kind of interesting. He might turn some people off with that. Yeah, he was going. He was talking about redshirting, and he didn't know. And then yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, yeah, it was really strange. And, so you know, controversial potential suitors he might have are like Oklahoma because he's a dual threat. Yeah, quarterback LSU. People that are kind of going into mm-hmm. next year with some, a lot of quarterback questions. So yeah. you might hear more on that yeah. next week. Maybe not, but maybe. So. Um, yeah, and uh, next week we are going to have um, someone on the show with us. Um, we had mentioned previously Adam Howe, who runs the Three Men Booth podcast that talks about wrestling. Adam is also a big football fan. He's actually one of my – he's my, my assistant coach on the football team, on the youth football team that I coach. Uh, he's going to be on next week. We're going to talk some more football and maybe kind of mix in a little bit of wrestling stuff. So, so yeah, it should be fun. We'll make it fun. Um, that might, who knows, uh, uh, it could be our best episode. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but uh, thanks for listening and follow us on Twitter uh, at beyond Buckeyes and subscribe review everywhere that yeah. you find our podcast. Uh, it helps us out. It just makes it more uh, searchable. comes up in results easier if it has more reviews and subscribers. So it kind of helps us get keep this going and, and get better at it. So uh, hopefully it sounds a little bit better today than last week, and we'll just keep it going. So appreciate, appreciate you listening. Be sure to review, or subscribe, look at YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, wherever you find us, and Twitter. Give us a follow and we'll yeah, try absolutely. to put out some more stuff that's, uh, that, that's interesting and funny and entertaining. So thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you. Bye.